Hello, good morning, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lan Orlana. Today's episode, we have an exciting guest. It's been a hot second since I've had a guest on the pod. Her name is Royce Cook. Royce is the founder of Well Girl. She's going to tell you a little bit more about that, but I'm really excited to have her on. We're talking about everything from her morning routine to journaling, moving past the stigma surrounding journaling, how to successfully integrate journaling into your life, her approach and strategy and concepts when it comes to journaling and a way to make get more collaborative with friends but until then let's discuss my current faves guys I've literally become a grandma a year ago I was going out at least like two times a week to the bars and I did not go out a single time this week I went for dinner on Friday that's about it I did not step into a bar or club and I have been going to bed by 10 or 11 literally every single night since last Saturday so for over eight days I think today would be like the 10th day or something I've been going to bed at a reasonable hour and getting a full eight to nine hours of sleep pretty much every night which you guys know if you are an avid listener of the pod then you know how long I have been struggling with getting my sleep schedule in order I really do attribute this to my event last week making me so tired and me passing out early and just wanting to make a challenge for myself to keep that up I always like to make things little games and kind of fun for me I don't know I love competing with myself I'm my own biggest competition and let's see how long this lasts because it's truly making me feel so much better I'm feeling so much more well rested I'm feeling really in a groove with my routines and it feels really good speaking of routines I've been making a lot of things like weekly rituals or habits with friends so for example on Saturdays and or Sundays I typically go to a cafe with my friend Brandon sometimes Shayna joins us and we'll just sit and read and get a coffee and I'll get my coffee cake and we'll catch up and just stroll around I also like to go weekly to other ship with a friend I do Jaybird Reformer with my friend Taylor once a week and it honestly just makes sticking to a routine so much easier and so much more fun and less lonely so I encourage you to try creating a little ritual with your friends that aligns with both of your habits or rituals or goals or whatever for the year or the month or the quarter whatever you are doing and let me know how you like it it's a way to be social and do things that are good for your mind, body, and soul and don't necessarily just revolve around going for dinner or drinks or going out. They're a little more wholesome. But let's bring Royce onto the pod. Welcome to Morning Ray, Royce. How are you doing? I am so good. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. I always like to start off my guests with three questions just as a little icebreaker to get the audience and the listeners to get to know you a little bit more. But Who are you, where are you from, and what is your zodiac sign? Yeah, I am Royce Cook. I am a technical writer professionally and uh, love my job so much. I'm from South Carolina, but I currently live in Houston, Texas, and my zodiac sign is Taurus. Taurus. I don't know. Have I met any Tauruses? Probably have, but like I haven't asked them. (laughs) What's your zodiac sign? (laughs) Okay. So let's discuss your morning routine. I know I love my morning routine. So do my listeners. And I'm always trying to find other little life hacks that other people are doing. So give me the rundown of your morning routine. Like I want every single detail from the moment you open your eyes, how you're opening your eyes, like 
to the moment you leave your door, like start your day, whatever it may be. Yeah. So I wake up at seven o'clock. I don't go on my phone. I have my glass of water nearby. So I'm always drinking water before I get up and then I make my bed and I start getting ready for the gym. I get to the gym around eight, stay for about 45 minutes to an hour and I come home, shower, eat, and then I get ready for my day and work around nine. So a pretty standard morning routine. Um, some things that I don't do, like I said, I don't go on my phone, no, no screens for like the first like 30 minutes at least. Um, I also like to journal if I can get that in the morning. I like to do that. Pre-workout, gym. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. You know what? The phone thing is really impressive and I know everyone (laughs) says to do it, but I just can't do it for the life of me. And I've really been encouraging myself to leave my phone in the bedroom or to keep it on do not disturb in the morning. So I'm not tempted to go and look at like my emails Mm. or my texts or anything. Like I'm honestly, I wake up at 630. Most of my friends are still asleep. So like, what am I looking at? Honestly, I just recently started leaving the phone outside of the bedroom. So I'll charge it like in the living room or in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And that way I'm really not tempted to look at it because it's nowhere near me. It's not within like reach. So that's helped a lot. And then I just realized that there was this app called like, I guess it's an app blocker and you can schedule like when your apps are available or like when you can go into them, like Instagram or TikTok, like it blocks you out. So you're not tempted to scroll in the morning or anything like that. Okay. Okay. That's smart. I used to like leave my phone. I was so good at this. And then I just... (laughs) Broke the habit of it. I used to leave my phone in my old bedroom. My dresser was like across the way. So I would leave it charging there so I wouldn't be able to just like roll over and go on my phone. And if I wanted, because I was using my alarm clock on my phone at the time, I had to get out of bed to go turn my alarm off. But maybe I'll start do- leaving it in the kitchen. Yeah. But I don't know if I can mentally. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm so attached to my phone. It's actually concerning. Yeah. I get but. That. It's crazy because when I'm with people, like I'm not on my phone. It's when I'm alone, like there's no guilt surrounding it really. Besides like I know I don't feel great mentally or at all. Like if I've been scrolling for a while, like I'm like, okay, I need to go touch grass or something. Yeah. Yeah. But when I'm with people, like I don't touch my phone. Like I'm the girl that's like so present, Mm. so like in tune. Like I'm looking at you in your eyes when you're talking. Like I'm so focused on what you're saying. Like if I go on a date, I'm not the one that's like rudely on my phone. The phone is in my purse. You don't even think I have a phone. And you're like, what? This girl's a creator. Shouldn't she be like attached to her phone? Right. But when I'm alone, just, I don't know. It's harder to do. It's harder to stay off of it when you're, yeah, when you're alone. But I'm the yeah. same way when I'm present with friends. I'm not at all on my phone. I'm not even looking at it or thinking about it, really. I'm just having a great time. Yeah, so I guess more of the story, we should spend more time with friends. We should spend more time with friends and be very present and just, you know, involved in the conversation and engaged in the conversation. You know, it's it's one thing to listen, but like to actively listen and to pay attention to what they're saying and their tone and their body language all kind of plays into like understanding them and being supportive and present with them. Yeah, I think that's honestly kind of been lost in like today's day and age. Like so many people are so consumed by their phones or even like you see parents with young children, like they'll be with their child and maybe they're playing with the kid or like maybe they're playing with their dog with like one hand and the other one is holding their phone and they're reading an email or they're on a phone call. And 
it's kind of this loss of genuine connection. It's like we're too connected on our phones and not connected enough in person. But I feel like it might be coming back to that a bit. Like I feel like there's this want and desire from human connection. A lot of talk, I don't know if your For You page on TikTok is like this, but a lot of people are talking about the loss of the third place and a lot of people are seeking it again. And if you're listening, you don't know what like a third place is. It used to be like this community place, so like a pub or it could be a bar or a club or something that people would go to. And that's like where they had community and family and social time. And we don't really have that. Social media has become that. And that's also kind of lonely. Like it's not, I wouldn't say it's a direct substitute. Right. Even to what you're saying about social media, I came across like a TikTok and this girl was talking about how, you know, with AIM and like older social media platforms like AOL and Messenger, there was a way that you could kind of check out, like be right back. Like I'm leaving, like there, your status symbol was off or away. And Mm -hmm. now with social media, like you're always on it. You're always present in it. So it's really like harder to have that separation now when social media feels like everywhere. It feels like everyone's on it. Everyone's doing something there. It's good to remind yourself that, you know, it's to step away whenever you're, you find yourself scrolling for hours. Yeah. Go touch grass, go step away, go do something, (laughs) drink water, you know, because if you're scrolling all the time, like you're kind of allowing that your subconscious and you're taking on all this media and images and trends and that can kind of skew your perception yeah I think a lot of the times and I've started to become more self-aware of it in myself but we kind of use scrolling in social media as a way to numb what we're currently feeling or what we're going through in reality and that's honestly why I love journaling because journaling allows you to bring attention to that and it also allows you to work through those thoughts and feelings and to I don't know. For me, when I'm journaling, I like to picture all my thoughts entering the page. It's a tactic that a lot of therapists will give you, like say to see it leaving you and like entering the page or see the thought floating away on a leaf or a cloud or whatever. You talked about journaling. And so I just want to know, like, how did you get into journaling? What made you get started? And what does that look like for you? Yeah. So for journaling, I would, I used to struggle really Um, I would struggle with finding like what to write about, um, struggle with the depth of my writing, like how long should I be writing for, things like that. And it wasn't until I discovered collaborative journaling and specifically Roses, Thorns, and Buds that I was able to establish a consistent writing and journaling routine that allowed me to, like you said, allow my words to flow onto the page really effortlessly. Um, So that's been really helpful. But with collaborative journaling, what I love most about it is that you bring other people into the experience with you. So it's more so on habit stacking, right? With journaling, it can be kind of difficult to get started. And that's because it's a new habit. And with any new habit, mm-hmm. it you can kind of fall off or not feel motivated some days to do it. So with collaborative journaling, it's stacked on top of like if you call your family or you call your friends in the evening while you're already having that conversation with your friends and your family, it's the perfect time to just pull out the journal and be really intentional about journaling in that moment. You're already expressing yourself in a really vulnerable and really intimate way. 
So with collaborative journaling, just it leverages and it capitalizes on that moment and that energy. And it allows you to allow your words to like flow a lot better. Um, the depth of your conversations are a lot deeper and it just results in like a really holistic journaling practice that isn't like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to take a journal prompt and answer it. Right. It's very, yeah. that seems at first for me, that was very surface level. I would answer the prompt, but it didn't feel like I got any sort of transformation from it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was going deep enough to feel any sort of change. Yeah, I get that. I feel like a lot, there's a lot of journals out there and while they're awesome and they have prompts and it's really great, like if you're just getting into journaling, it can be really hard to kind of initiate that deeper level of thinking and deeper level of thought on your own because you could just point blank answer a question like, what are you grateful for? You can say, I'm grateful for my mom, my health, my support system, living in a safe community, stuff like that. But you can also still dive so much deeper into it and it can become so much more emotional and you can really see more into yourself. I feel like there is a lot of stigma though when it comes to journaling still that you have to be the super introspective person right off the bat. You have to be really disciplined in order to participate. How do you think that this is false? Yeah, that's totally false. And that's one of the challenges or the obstacles that like I dealt with feeling like, okay, well, if I want to start journaling, I have to be really, you know, a strong writer or have these like kind of poetic or romanticized kind of like things going on in my head to be very um, intentional with journaling. And that's not journaling at all. It's really just documenting or writing down anything that you experienced that day, any emotions you, you felt that day. Um, And it can be as simple as writing on a piece of paper. It doesn't have to take, you know, 30 minutes, an hour. It could take however long you need to express yourself on the page, be vulnerable with yourself on the page. The weather is getting warmer and sometimes life gets busy in the summer months. And that is where factors, no prep, no mess meals come into play meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart protein plus and keto factors fresh never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes so no matter how busy you are you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious great tasting meals Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian-approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Head to factormeals.com slash Alana50 and use code Alana50 for 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Alana50 at factormeals.com slash Alana50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thank you, Factor Meals, for sponsoring this week's episode of Morning Ray. If you've been listening for the pod for a while, you would know that I'm on a mission to learn another language, and that is why I have been using Rosetta Stone. They are one of the most trusted language learning programs available on both desktop and as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. They are a trusted expert for learning languages for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages 
being offered everything from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Chinese, Japanese. It also has fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone really immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's very intuitive. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's really designed for long-term retention. You're not just going to learn something and then forget it if you're not constantly practicing. What I love is they also have the built-in true accent feature, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent and you can make sure that you're pronouncing everything as you should. It's very convenient and it has amazing value with a lifetime membership to all 25 languages. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Morning Ray listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Thank you, Rosetta Stone, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up, and that can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Yeah, like literally, I think the thing with journaling and what I find works best for me because I've noticed lately I've been a bit more hesitant because I know how emotional it can get Mm -hmm. and you can kind of reveal a lot of things and realize a lot of things. But if you just start, if you tell yourself, I'm just going to write one line, I'm just going to write for two minutes, five minutes, it will ease you into it. And sure, maybe the first time you stop at that five minutes or that one line, But eventually you'll kind of trick yourself into wanting to do more because you'll be like, oh, this is actually really nice and this is easier than I thought it would be or I'm actually enjoying this process despite it being uncomfortable. It's benefiting me and I'm starting to actually enjoy this and reap the benefits of it in my day-to-day life. Right. What I get a lot of questions from my audience is that they struggle to integrate journaling. Either they start for a week and then they kind of fall off of it, or maybe they're consistent for a few months and then they fall off of it, or it's very much like one day on, a couple days off, and then they'll randomly pick up the journal like five months later or something. Why do you think this is? Like, why do you think there's a, there is this huge hesitation or a feeling of unalignment when it comes to journaling for a majority of the population? Like why does, again, like this stigma kind of exist or this resistance? Right. So with some common barriers with journaling, self-judgment, lack of time, uncertainty, fear of emotions and feeling overwhelmed, 
this all kind of culminates into this like fear and this hesitation, like you said, with journaling. So for me, it was, it was those things, but it was also like vulnerability Mm -hmm. and it was also bravery. And a lot of the times I would want to journal, but I would hesitate because I wasn't ready to be vulnerable in that moment. And I wasn't ready to be honest with myself either. So it took me being brave enough to say like, okay, this happened today and I'm going to show up to the page and I'm going to write about it. I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to document it because even though it's very painful to put it on paper because that makes it so real, Mm -hmm. it's going to benefit me later on when I reflect back on it and say, okay, that was a obstacle. That wasn't a problem. And I overcame it. So that just helps me build confidence in myself saying that, okay, this was a really big thing in my life and it really weighed heavy on me, but I got through it. Mm -hmm. So that can apply to any other situation in my life. Like, yes, whatever I'm dealing with might be so heavy, but here's proof that I got through it. Yeah. I have journal entries from probably like, I think I started journaling like loosely like back in like seventh grade or something like I just like write about boys I had crushes on or something and in high school I feel like I went through like a lot of heartbreaks that felt really big at the time and now I read back on them like oh Alana like you were so silly (laughs) like it's really crazy to see in that moment it feels so big it feels over consuming it feels like it's too much it's too heavy that you can't move on move forward but being able to document that in your journaling is also such a beautiful thing because not only are you working through those thoughts, feelings, pivotal moments in your life, those obstacles and challenges on paper, but you can come back to it as the person who has grown since then and has overcome it and really just take a moment of appreciation and gratitude and just realize how much you have grown since that moment and the lessons that you have learned because it's really hard to like think about that just like off the bat like we're not naturally always thinking about like how far we've come we're so caught up in thinking of what's next but if we take a moment to use our journal to appreciate that more I don't know I think it's really cool like I love just looking back on my journal I keep all of them with me they've moved with me some of them are still at my parents but (laughs) I love journaling and what you said too like looking back on it it's like my favorite part and it's something that my therapist she asked like are you reflecting back on it are you reading back through old entries and I'm like yeah I am and that that's the beauty of it you see the growth in yourself and your mindset and the things that like I said, that were really heavy once before and, you know, you've moved on past now and, and things are a lot easier for you. But you get to see that you're documenting all of your experiences and being able to, like, look back and, again, like, build that confidence in yourself, that trusting yourself that, you know, whatever you're going through, you can make it out of. Yeah. And speaking about confidence, um, Mel Robbins always discusses and, like, other people have said this too, but Confidence is built through taking action. So how can you expect yourself to be confident in your journaling abilities if you never even start? Like if you don't start, if you're not consistent with it, you're not automatically good at whatever sport you're playing at. You're not automatically good at whatever subject in school you're studying or your job. It takes time to practice the art of doing it. So you can build confidence in starting. Right. And 
sometimes like you might not have the most confidence getting started, but it's, it is just getting started. It's even if you're writing down one word, one word to, you know, describe your entire day, that that's good. So if today you wrote one word tomorrow, write another word. And as you build up, as you get those reps in, then you'll feel more and more confident to, to go deeper. Yeah. And at the end of the day, no one's looking at it, but you, it's not like you're presenting this to class. You don't have to share it with your friends. You can, if you really want to, but you don't have to, like, it can be something for you. There's reasons why like old journals or diaries had locks on them. Like you can keep them solely for yourself. You don't have to worry about how other people are going to perceive this or what impression they're going to get of you. It's solely a thing just for you and your mind and your body and your soul. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, the privacy piece of it and those types of kind of worries with journaling um, only keep you back. The fear of, you know, judgment or the fear of, oh, is this going to be judged for, you know, grammar or is it logical? Is it flowing? None of that matters with journal writing. It's really just you putting pen to paper Mm -hmm. and being really honest and and open and vulnerable with yourself. Yeah. And it doesn't have to look pretty either. It doesn't have to be your best writing. It doesn't have to be aesthetic. It doesn't, you don't have to have any fancy journal. I literally order these bullet journals off of Amazon for, I don't know, I think it's like a pack of three for $20. I know there is that whole journaling community where you're making it super pretty and everything, but it doesn't have to be that. Like there's no pressure for it to be that. It is simply allowing you to release your emotions and thoughts onto paper and to really work through it at a deeper level. Yeah. That's a really good point too. I think on social media, you see journaling as like, it's very pretty and romanticized and, you know, calligraphy. Yeah. It's like, no, mine does not look like that. It doesn't look like that. (laughs) For someone who is listening, if they haven't dived into journaling yet, or maybe they have tried in the past and they've been, oh, this isn't for me. I don't think this is for me. Or they have, and it just hasn't stuck. What advice would you give to them as a friend? How would you encourage them to be open-minded to this practice and how to go about it? I would just say it's as simple as getting started. I think a lot of the times too, it's like, yes, you want to start journaling, but there's so many journals and so many methods. So choosing the right one for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that would be my key advice. Research what method you kind of gravitate towards what aligns with you most or figure out your why for journaling, right? Is it like a fitness journal? Is it a wellness journal? What type of journal and what kind of transformation do you want out of it? And when you get that kind of laid out and understood, then it makes it easier to start journaling. But to just dive right into like a blank page Mm -hmm. with no guidance, no navigation, that it I would feel some anxiety around that as well. And it would be difficult to stay consistent with because, you know, that's such a new habit and a new way of doing things that you might not be used to. So I would say figure out what journal method works best for you and then just get started. The wonderful thing about Roses, Thorns and Buds is it makes it so easy for you to do that because it's highlighting just the overall aspects of your day. So the the positive the negative, and then the new opportunities, growth, new ideas, and things like that. So even that's an easy way to get started because it's not asking too much of you. It's not asking you to answer a prompt or 
um, kind of dig up emotions that you're not really ready to deal with just yet. It, it's a very gentle bridge into journaling. If you in the past felt like it was just not for you or I can't stay consistent or anything like that. So mistake me if I'm wrong, but well, girl has a roses, buds and thorns journal, correct? We do. We do. Okay. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Because I feel like my listeners are always wanting to know the best journal. And again, like you said, it's not the same fit for everyone. It takes a little bit of trial and error, but maybe they haven't tried this journal yet and maybe it's the one for them. So I'd love for you to share more about that. So I started Well Girl back in January of 2003 and I started it because I needed um, guidance on my own wellness journey. And I would find these prompts on Pinterest and all these quotes and affirmations and I gained so much value and benefit from them. I wanted to share them with other women. So I started a newsletter and would send it out every Sunday with prompts, affirmations, and quotes. And that blossomed into like a really beautiful and intimate community of women on their own self-discovery journeys as well. And from there, I knew I wanted to offer the community something more and something just very innovative, especially for the women that wanted to start journaling, but just did not, didn't know where to start, didn't know a method or, or, you know, a, a type of journal that would help them best. So I created Roses, Thorns, and Buds, which is a method that was adopted from Boy Scouts of America. And so they would go out in the field and they would write down and document all the things that they experienced. So their roses, their highlights, and their positive, the positive things that they experienced. Their thorns were like negative things. And then the buds were just new, new ideas, new opportunities that they discovered. And the wonderful thing about that is they'd come back together and they'd share those insights. And this created like a a knowledge collective that helped everyone kind of understand what was going on. And they were able to relate more and be more empathetic towards each other. So that's what it was adopted from. And when you put it into this journal and you, you say, okay, here's roses, thorns, and buds, and then you add on top, it's a collaborative journal that you get to do this and and be present with somebody in this moment, not only are you establishing your own journaling routine, but you're encouraging other people to do the same thing. And that's what I love. It's like this, this trickle effect of like you starting, but you also inspiring other people to get started on their own journaling um, routine. It's almost like a rose blooming in a way. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I remember in, um, when I was in a sorority for like a hot second and it was during COVID. So everything was online, but whenever we had our meetings for my sorority class, we always would go around the zoom room and share like our rose thorn and bud of the week. Cause we would meet weekly. So I love that. It's, I, it's something I feel like we've always done at least in my experiences, like in a group setting, like in a class or at dance practice, or in my case, at like the sorority, but it can be applied very beautifully to your journaling practice and a journaling practice that you share with your friends or your siblings or maybe your colleagues, whoever it is. But I love that it's a collaborative journal because I think sometimes journaling can feel lonely. It's like, oh, I'm doing this all by myself and it's kind of odd or like taboo or whatever. But like all my friends journal, like I think it would be great if we like sat and did that together more often. Like me and my friend Corey at the end of the year, we will, we will reflect on our 
goals and like what we had achieved in that past year and then what we want to set for the next year, like what our intentions are. Turtles All the Way Down is the acclaimed number one bestseller by John Green, author of Anthropocene Reviewed and The Fault in Our Stars. Turtles All the Way Down is now streaming on Max. NPR called the novel a sometimes heartbreaking, always illuminating glimpse into how it feels to live with mental illness. Azah Holmes never intended to pursue the disappearance of fugitive billionaire Russell Pickett, but there's a $100,000 reward at stake and her best and most fearless friend Daisy is eager to investigate. So together, they navigate the short distance and broad divides that separate them from Pickett's son, Davis. Azah is trying. She is trying to be a good daughter, a good friend, a good student, and maybe even a good detective, while also living within the ever-tightening spiral of her own thoughts. Turtles All the Way Down is a brilliant novel about love, resilience, and the power of lifelong friendship. Buy your copy of Turtles All the Way Down in stores today and catch the movie streaming on Max. Thank you, Turtles All the Way Down, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we tend to keep things bottled up, we throw them under the rug, and... We just keep forgetting about it, pushing it away, ignoring it until it just gets in our face. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to take those things that you've been putting away and figure out how to work through what's weighing you down. I personally used to always bottle things up and ignore them and tell myself I was okay. And I got really tired of doing that until I started to go to therapy regularly. Therapy is a place where you can gain positive coping skills, learn how to set boundaries, empower yourself to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who have, who have experienced major trauma. I personally haven't experienced major trauma and I'm an active user of therapy. Therapy has honestly changed my life. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're capable and able to switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Alana to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Alana. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode of Morning Ray. But I think I would really love to do that more often yeah, on a more regular basis, almost like a book club, yeah. but journaling. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. I will call my friend in the evening and ask her what her roses and roses, thorns and buds are for the day. And she's always so excited to talk about it. She's like, oh, let's do our roses, <laughs> thorns and buds. So it's really fun. It's like a really, it's a great way to connect with your friends, especially if you're busy and, you know, you really don't have much time to talk. Um, this allows you to be really intentional about the conversations that you have, really, you know, supportive and, and listening to them and actively listening to them about the triumphs, the low points, the new things that they learned. And what I realized by doing this and holding space for my friends in this way it just nurtures and strengthens our connection because mm-hmm. I get to show up as a better friend, you know, and that means a lot to me. I was going to mention that because like it a really, I feel like sometimes, yes, like it's great. You have surface level friends. And I want to say in the past few years, a few of my friends, we have naturally had deeper conversations, but it's not always easy. And I think 
doing the rose thorn and bud exercise with your friend, whether you're just discussing it on the phone or you're using the well girl journal can really help foster that deeper relationship and deeper connection that a lot of us are longing for and missing in our day-to-day lives. Everything is like so fast and quick paced and it can also get very materialistic very quickly. But I think this helps ground us and connect us not only to our inner selves, but also to those around us. Absolutely. And it is it is just that. It's pausing in your day to reflect. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, they don't have time for journaling because it is it is slow. It's you're mm-hmm. basically pausing to reflect. And then we don't do that enough. So because we don't do it enough, it feels really strange to do. It mm-hmm. feels strange to stop when we're always going, going, going and so busy. To stop feels feels a little weird. So that also is a hesitation for journaling because, again, we're just so used to going, stopping feels. Yeah, I think anything that's out of the norm, out of our comfort zone is going to feel uncomfortable. But I always share that in order to actually grow, to move, to change as a person, you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. You have to get okay with being in this new space, whether it's changing the way you think about things, react to things. Maybe it's integrating journaling. Maybe it's doing journaling with your friends or fostering that deeper communication type of conversations with those in your life. It's going to feel uncomfortable to begin with, but if you just take it day by day, if you start with that one word and add another word, and maybe you start with one question and then the next day we add another question, you're just going to slowly inch into that new comfort zone that new ground zero, that new baseline for yourself. And you're going to start to grow as a person. And what's beautiful is when you're journaling about it, you can reflect back and see how far you've come. Absolutely. And too, like it's, it's looking at the staircase. So the staircase would be like, I have established and I'm consistent in a journaling routine. And so we focus on the staircase. It does seem very intimidating, but really we need to look at the steps in front of us, the small steps, daily steps that help us kind of get into the routine. That seems very, you know, low pressure and easier to do when we think of it that way, that we don't have to like overcome and and transform overnight. Yeah. We get to transform over time. Yes. I think like we often, like we look at the big picture and get overwhelmed by it and then just avoid it altogether. Sometimes you just have to baby yourself a little bit, like really break it down, like take your big goal, say your big goal is to like be journaling and to think more deeply and to communicate more deeply. Okay, so how am I going to do that? Like, what are the steps I need to take on a day-to-day basis to do that? And then you can even break it down even more. Okay, in order, I need a journal, say like four times a week in order to achieve this. Okay, when are we going to schedule journaling into our life like when does it make sense is it the morning when I wake up at some point is it during my lunch break is it when I get home from work and can call a friend is it right before bed maybe it takes a little trial and error but just like really break it down whether it's journaling or anything in your life like break down those goals it will make it so much more achievable you want it to be like kind of bite size for yourself yeah absolutely and even with consistency. Consistency is defined as, you know, whatever you want it to be. Consistency does not mean daily. Mm -hmm. Consistency could mean every Sunday. It could mean every two days. Really define what consistency means to you. 
when it, when it comes to journaling, because that's going to help you stay consistent as well and stay on track and not feel guilty for missing a day or, and you shouldn't feel guilty either, either way for missing a day. It's totally normal and it's okay. But trying your best to be consistent, that makes, that makes a big difference, especially with journaling. Cause it does take time to break down those barriers, takes time to hone that skill and master that craft mm -hmm. of reflection and you know getting to know yourself on that deeper level and also like determine what is like the most realistic for you if you don't journal at all right now don't try to set yourself up for failure by saying oh I'm gonna journal every single day and some days I'm gonna do it twice a day like you're gonna feel way too overwhelmed <laughs> and like it's not gonna work but say like start off with like maybe it's once a month you have a monthly reflection and you reflect on the past month and then you set intentions for the next month and you keep doing that and you start with that and maybe you start to really enjoy journaling and you really start to like the growth that you're seeing in your writing and how you're feeling and how it's impacting your life so maybe now like after a few months of doing it once a month you're gonna want to do it ever like once a week or maybe bi-monthly like or bi-weekly like do it every other week and then you want to slowly build it up when you enjoy something you're going to want to do it more but don't shoot for like infinity and like think like you're going to achieve that like that's not <laughs> it's not right. realistic you need to slowly like edge into it right realistic goals and also have fun with it mm -hmm. journaling is should be fun I've recently gotten more like comical in my journal writing <laughs> I don't know I'm like cracking jokes in there I don't know but yeah it's it's fun for me it doesn't feel like this like rigid um thing that I do that I'm forced to do it doesn't feel like a like a school paper mm -hmm. that's being graded it feels like I'm just being me I'm being the most me and I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it and I and I get to reflect when I get to read back all the whatever terrible jokes that I'm <laughs> You know, and it's funny, but it also, yeah, it's it's something really beautiful because it's something so personal to me. And the more you journal, the more you get to see that like evolution of yourself, mm -hmm. that you get to witness yourself evolve. And it just is the best thing. Yeah, I love that. That's probably my favorite part of journaling is getting to like witness and see like how I'm growing and changing as a person and evolving and like that who is who is around me and who's involved in my life but I think like also with journaling as someone who struggles from wanting to always be a perfectionist it doesn't matter how you write the way you write what you're writing down it doesn't need to be this poem like we were saying earlier it can literally it can be jokes it can be you can write in a bunch of acronyms I don't know you can like be super serious. You can be super emotional. You can be silly. It doesn't matter. No one else is reading it but you. Right. And there's no right or wrong way to journal. Like, like you said, it's not a paper for school. It's not some sort of press release that you're like putting out into the world. Like it's literally just for you. There's no wrong or right way. You can draw on pictures. You can write words, like anything, just express in a way that makes sense to you and helps you work through whatever you need to work through. Right. I love how you said like drawing and, and, and painting and doodling in the journal. I love that in our journal, we kept like open 
boxes blank spaces for that reason I love that a a lot of the times like you might not have words you might just have like a little picture or you want to put a sticker there or you whatever form of expression you want or you're choosing at that moment that's all that matters that could be journaling if you draw some stick figures (laughs) and and that's fine too that that was your day I think as long as you're being brave enough to put, again, putting your pen to paper, that's all that matters. Because every day you do that, you're building up that confidence, you're building that consistency, and you're only going to get better and better and better. Mm-hmm. But you have to start, you have, you got to get started in, in some way. Catch me drawing stick figures. <laughs> hey. <laughs> We're going to print out like pictures of like, this is who I'm crushing on. Yeah. <laughs> This is my rose. <laughs> this is him. We're on The Bachelor. <laughs> Anyways, I have had such a lovely conversation with you, Royce. For anyone who is looking to get their hands on the Well Girl Journal, where can they find it? Where can they find you? Where can they find more? Does the newsletter still exist? Like, give them everything. <laughs> yes. You can find us at Well Girl on TikTok and Instagram and linked in our bio. You can find resources to our Substack newsletter we rebranded. So all the resources are there and the Amazon link to buy the journal is also linked in our bio. Okay. I love that so much. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was a pleasure having you on and you're welcome back whenever you'd like. I have loved this. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Morning Ray. If you liked this style of episode and you want to hear more guests on the pod, please let me know in the reviews or comments or feel free to DM me anything you'd like to discuss on the Morning Ray podcast Instagram. It's always linked in the show notes below. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye guys.